Hey, hey there, Podrishners. This is Seth. Wanted to say welcome to the show. Before we get started today, I do need to give a bit of a trigger warning. We are reviewing the new Amazon Prime docuseries called Shiny Happy People about the Duggars. And uh, because of the nature of things that have kind of come out in uh, in the news, things that you may or may not be aware of, uh, this show will talk about and mention sexual abuse, including that of minors, um, the other trigger warning that we were kind of not really ready for uh, in all of this was some church trauma. Uh, if you are um, happen to have ever been affected by the IBLP movement, this particular docuseries talks a lot about that. And so just wanted to uh, let you know that it's not all terrible. It's actually a really great, fun show with a really special guest and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, we, we had a good time before, during and after, but did want to give you a little bit of a heads up so that you could be prepared if there's little ears in the car. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> we watched that new Duggar documentary on Amazon Prime. We're going to get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. Welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. <laughs> this is your first time around here. Seth is already super annoyed. It's yep. going to be great. Yeah. Uh, we are so excited to have you. Uh, just a couple of notes. We're not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off, although either of those things could happen. And if they do, we want to know about it. Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you don't have to believe to belong. You can join the conversation at Dropping Sunday on all the things. Hey, Andrea. Yeah. How's your heart? Fabulous. Yeah? yeah. Everything's good? Everything's great. Fantastic. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I look like I just left for the gym or if I'm I'm heading to the gym. I didn't want to say anything. I know. Yeah, um, because I, I care about you. Right. And I, I should be heading to the gym. Um, but that's not what this is. This oh. is uh, when I got home from work, I was like, I just I need something comfortable on. C- correct. Yes. Um, and my hair. And this is ironic that I'm talking about this right now, and you'll understand why here in a second. Um, my hair was out of control today. Oh, really? And see, what happened is I should have washed it this morning, and I didn't. Gross. And <laughs> shut up. Like, I, girls go, I, I don't go as long as most girls go. Like, I wonder how long your wife goes in between washing her hair. I don't know if she's in the room. Um, Jules, let's, I mean, because here's the thing. We've got, we've got other people we, here with we us. We do. We have a guest. Um, and Jules is like, I want to be, uh, I want to be, do I need to do her theme music? Let me do Julie's theme Always. music. Here we, here, here we go. <clears throat> there she goes. Oh. All right, Jules. Um, what? Uh, how long between um, hair washes for you? Speak loudly. At most two days. At okay. most two days. Okay, so I'm the same. Okay. So I, I washed my hair yesterday. So I. Sh- but the reason I should have washed it is because I had this headband on last night. Oh yeah. And it left a big crease. Mm. So I had an idea, and I thought I'm going to use my new three barrel curling iron. Okay. To make my hair big and wavy, and then I'm just going to put the headband back in. Okay. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll do like a little half up top knot. Yeah. It didn't work. <clears throat> so then I took the little half knot top, no, half up top knot down, and it didn't work, and it got worse. So this afternoon when I got off work, I went to my parents' house, and my mom said, 
your hair is wild. And I said, thanks, mom. And my dad said, don't get pulled over on the way. You don't want to be looking like that when the cop pulls you over. And I'm like, thanks, dad. I'm going to go um, because I'm feeling a little attacked. I want to see. Uh, did, first of all, did you take a picture? I did not. Okay, well, you failed. I should have. You absolutely failed. It just, it was just, it was just crazy. You be quiet back there. Peanut gallery, shush. Um, and the reason that all of this is ironic yeah. is because our special guest yeah. happens to be the person who uh, does my hair. Oh, well, let's uh, let's maybe bring her on the show then. And this is not a reflection of her at all. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> uh, welcome to Dropping Sunday, Nashville Whoa. recording artist <laughs> and, uh, and hairdresser extraordinaire, Stephanie Hernsberger. Whoa. Hey, how's it going? Hey, guys. Welcome, Hello. welcome. We're very excited to have her. We are very excited to be here. I do need to make an appointment with you. Okay. Um, but <laughs> yeah. That's has nothing to do with what's going on today. Yeah. I just I just needed to tell that story what my parents said because my hair did look crazy. So then I had to pull it back. Well, okay. So And now I look like I'm going to the gym. Well, I mean, also um That's we fine. we know now that your hair either needs to be curly and long or it needs to be up in a bun. So says uh, our our boy. Okay, so let's talk about shiny happy people. Um, by the way, hey, Stephanie, how are hey, you? Guys. Hey, real quick. Yes. Uh, this is your first time on the show. It is. Um, I'm happy to be here. So give us a little bit of your guest-imony. Like, uh, what the... Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a new What word. does all that entail? I just just give us, you know, a little bit about who you are, why why you might be on this particular show. How you know us, why you love us, oh why, you're, why we're your favorite. What your favorite Dropping Sunday episode is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I will say you the two, only one she's ever listened to. <laughs> only one. This one. <laughs> <laughs> only one. Um, no, I would say that the two of you are probably two of my most favorite people. That's oh, why I'm that. sitting yeah. here for real. Um, we sing at church. We sing at church together, mm-hmm. which is fun. Always love doing that. Um, and I'm thinking the reason you brought me here is because. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, well, you're like looking around. I know, like, like somebody saved me. Um, no, I attended three years of the Bill Gothard IBLP. Oh, yes, wow, as okay. a teenager. Oh, my yeah. goodness gracious. Okay, um, so since come out of that, yes, yes. okay, yes, so, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> bless the Lord. Okay, so tell us a little bit about growing up. Um, where, like, what kind of um, faith did you grow up in? Did you grow up in faith? Did you grow up outside of faith? Like uh, all that. Okay. So I'm a pastor's daughter raised okay. literally on the pew of the church. Same. And, yeah, literally. And, um, was raised in a very, um, extreme, um, I would say fear-based okay. type of situation. Um, I just want to note for the audio, I moved the microphone closer to her and she leaned further away. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm eating it. But anyway. That's exactly what needs to be done. That's, <laughs> that's, you're, so doing sorry. Good. you're doing a fantastic Listen, job. I'm a She's also wrapped up in a blanket because apparently <laughs> freezing in she's here. cold. It's but freezing in here. Whatever. We're all like really warm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so I was raised in a pastor's home and yeah, it was just very fear-based. A lot of rules for, a lot of rules for um, mainly the girls yeah. Um, I Rightfully will. So. Yeah, yeah. I will say. Um, I will say out of all of Bill Gothard stuff, like we never dealt with any of the sexual part of it for for like where I grew up and all of those things. But pretty much all the other stuff is very similar. Okay. To how I grew up. Okay. 
So, um, denomination wise, are, are you, are you comfortable saying what denomination you grew up in? Sure. It was the United Pentecostal. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Wonderful. Absolutely. And so jewelry, yes or no? Oh, absolutely. No jewelry. Makeup. Now yes you or no? could wear pearl headbands. Okay. Um, okay. but you couldn't wear pearls like in your ear, which is just like a half an inch away. Yeah. But you could wear the pearl earring. Okay. Pearl headbands. And, um, and no pearl necklaces, right? No pearl necklaces. No effing pearl necklaces no, no. <laughs> that's fair no. enough none fair enough. um and then uh pearl headbands if uh if they were worn tightly enough could they make your hair look crazy i'm just asking okay and then um pearls. So, yeah clearly um <laughs> it looks real bad and so shut up <laughs> and so um okay what about makeup could you wear makeup as as a female well, you as a female, I don't know. I've normal. Been... Um, no, you are, we're not allowed to wear makeup. Okay. However, a lot of things have changed. A okay. lot of the, a yeah. lot of them now can wear, you know, like just the shade of their own skin or a powder or yeah. okay. clear mascara. Uh, talk to me about hairstyles in, in the in the day. What we, what were we looking like? Um, I mean, you were allowed pretty much. It, some churches you had to wear your hair up. Yeah. And some churches you had to wear your hair down because oh, if really? you wore your hair up, people could see your neck and they might stumble. <laughs> yes. Well, not yeah. not so much that is if some <laughs> pastors looked and said, well, if you wear your hair up, you should wear your hair up because hair down is bedroom hair. But oh. another pastor across the state or city would Whoa. say, you can't wear your hair down. I mean, you need to wear your hair down because your hair up is bedroom hair. So, oh, so it's whatever. So whatever, what, (laughs) so it's really whatever the fetish of the pastor. Yes. Okay. I understand. That's a little Um, weird, but mm, mm, maybe, I don't know. We're just going to call it out. We haven't even even scratched the surface. (laughs) This is, this is is why we did. It's going to get a lot weirder. (laughs) Why we did the trigger warning at the beginning. Um, Okay. um, uh, It's fine. I'll record it later. (laughs) Um, And then put it back in at the beginning. And then this won't make sense. It'll be fine. So could women wear pants? No. Okay, so skirts, and they had to be all the way to the floor? Depending on what church you went to. I understand. So, uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So uh, it's that. Yes. It's, it's that whole whole realm. Um, it was really about your, you know, about works. Yeah. Like what, mm-hmm. you, what you did. Okay, excellent. Now, one more thing before we kind of get into the Bill Gothard things. So let's talk about how much your mom loves me. Um, so I <laughs> My mom is obsessed with you. It's very she true. She thinks you're the most handsome guy in the world. It's literally. true. Well, one, I mean. I mean, it, it's not necessarily accurate, but she thinks that. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> you, He's so offended. I'm going to start pushing buttons. Nine, nine minutes nine in, minutes in, in first I'm edit. Offended, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking that out. Taking it out. Uh, no, she's, uh, she's wonderful. Uh, my, favorite, the, my favorite thing that she's ever done is that she almost got me murdered on Easter Sunday. Did you hear about this? <laughs> I don't think I did. So um, I see her in the hallway and mm-hmm. I go and I, and I give, and I, and I give my, 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 my sweet friend a, a hug. Which she calls you my Seth. Yeah. My Seth. Yeah. And, uh, and, as I'm hugging her, side hug, we're in a church. Sure. Come on. And uh, she looks directly in her husband's eyes and goes, aren't we a cute couple? <laughs> <laughs> and he looked and he just smiled. And, yeah. Yes. And I was like, oh my God. And now I basically call Seth daddy. Yeah. Well, which is... <laughs> It's weird. What's weird is that God. your kids are starting to call me Pop Pop. Yes. <laughs> it's so true. It's just gotten more awkward as it gets, it's gone It gets along. worse and worse so and worse. So. It is true. She's anyway, obsessed with you. Yeah. Well, I'll say um, that uh, that the, the, 
the three of us sitting around this table spent a lot of time together on microphones before singing and worshiping and doing those types of things. And it's a, and it's a, it's a real <laughs> highlight and a real treat for me. So I'm really excited uh, about all of this. I was, uh, I did not want to watch this documentary, the shiny, happy people, the Duggar documentary. We had talked about it. We several had talked times. about it and you had basically said, yeah, we're not going to rehash all that crap again. Yeah. We bad just, hang. We just did the Hillsong documentary, which yeah. is not, not bad. Hang. Not great. Yeah. And, and really, I don't want to talk about Josh Duggar and child pornography. I just no. don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm done. And so I had just wiped it out. And I was, I'm just not even going to watch it. And which is just kind of weird for a consumer like myself. Right. And, uh, and, and a, a host of a podcast that talks about Christian pop culture. Christian yeah. pop culture. As, <laughs> as an evangelical thought leader, it was uh, difficult. <laughs> Anyway, so Julie, uh, Julie started watching it and uh, I was traveling for work this week and she goes, so you need to watch this. And, uh, and I was like, why? And she goes, it explains a lot about you. And I was like, oh, about you, maybe. And so, um, and so I was like, okay. And she kind of gave me a little bit of the rundown and said, okay, I'm going to watch it. So, uh, so I started watching it and then she was like, you need to see Stephanie's stories on Instagram. And I started watching, um, your story and I got about 45 seconds in, stopped and texted Andrea and mm-hmm. said, let's have Stephanie on the show. <laughs> and so I don't know anything. So oh, anything that you've shared okay. anywhere else, um, that thing that you just said that you spent three years at IBLP yeah. is uh, crazy news to me. Yes. So love it. Let's, uh, let's talk about the, uh, let's talk about the, the, the documentary and then we'll maybe get some insight. So sure. Andrea, I don't have music to play, but do you want, is there a, a synopsis that we need to read for this documentary series? Oh, I'm sure I can find one. Okay. Let me try to find some music to play. My man loves me. No, absolutely not. He yeah. provides Absolutely me. not. Turn it off. He protects me. <laughs> Stop it! So tonight, I'm going to drop in love just for him. Just. Drop in love for Jesus. <laughs> Keep the Lord in mind. All right, sorry. So inappropriate. I best. hate that song. <laughs> Let me uh, let me find what what could we what music could we play for this? Oh my gosh! Nothing feels right. I'm just gonna be honest with Nothing you. Nothing is disturbing enough. Why don't we play Stephanie's <laughs> new song? <right? laughs> no. Um, do we have the sound from TikTok that's like creepy horror uh, background music? Is there anything like that? I, I'm sure I can find. Okay, horror background music. Uh, creepy, creepy background. There we go. Let's do it. A limited docuseries exposing the truth beneath the wholesome Americana surface of reality TV's favorite mega family, the Duggars, and the radical organization behind them, the Institute and Basic Life Principles. As details of the family and their scandals unfold, we realize they're part of an insidious, much larger threat already in motion (laughs) with (laughs) with democracy itself and peril. This is uh, a song called <laughs> The Final Seduction Ew! by Alan Silvestri. Wait, what's it from? What? You, this is uh, music from the motion picture Beowulf. Wow. Right. There we go. You're welcome. It was, it was um, perfect. Yeah, it was disturbingly the, perfect. Yeah, we could not have made that any better. No. We could have searched for three weeks and never been as good as that drop <laughs> right there. It was wonderful. We are already boring, Julie. 
Anywho, so Anywho. so I I like again I didn't want to talk about Josh Duggar, and yeah. they just dove in with all the things that were not Josh. Right. Oh sure, they go they get a lot of history yes. of mm-hmm. how the Duggars uh, started. Yep. Their reality show started yeah. and all of that. And, and the secrets kind of behind the contracting is talked about and, mm-hmm. and how uh, they, they just kind of signed for their adult kids as they were minors mm-hmm. and like yeah. all these other things. Just just kind of craziness. So yeah. as far as the show goes, I'm just going to um, here. Here's a here's my takeaway. Jim Bob. Not a good dude. Not a great dude. Not a good dude. Very authoritative. Yeah. yeah. And and he uh, and they talk about this, but he tries very hard uh, it's very um intentional yeah. the way that he comes across on tv and the way michelle comes across on tv i loved the part where they talked about how uh she purposely uh infantilizes herself mm-hmm. and makes herself sound really sweet yeah and talks like this and i'm like i could never yeah i could never i think don't right I know, don't i know it <laughs> I, I think what um, someone who doesn't come out of that type of a works-based situation mm-hmm. is it really is, it's based on what it looks like. It really mm-hmm. isn't based on what, what is, is really like, going uh, on. What reality is. Correct. It's about enough. what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Wow. Only. Yes. Okay. Well, and how it's portrayed to the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know. So what the, you're saying is Enneagram 3s really thrive. They're great. <laughs> In the IBLP. So, They're all in Enneagram 3s, actually. Th- this is why I wanted to talk to you guys today. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm a 7, so. Yeah. I'm a 2. <laughs> so I'm not great you either. You are so a 7. Yes. Oh, I'm oh my God. I think, I'm a, I think I have no wings. I think I'm just, just, seven. just a 7. True 7. <laughs> True 7. Uh, no, I think you probably have a, an 8 wing. You like justice. You, you yeah. um, stand up for the underdog. Things like that. Welcome okay. to Enneagram Talk with Andrea. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a little bit of an eight. So, um, yeah. So, the, I mean, Jim Bob, not a good dude. No. So we, we know that. Um, the the kids, poor kids, every yeah. time that they would announce they were pregnant again and they do the video, the, the shot. I, I remember, um, I think it was on Good Morning America when they announced it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, none of them kids look happy. No. Right? They were all were like, excited about it. are you effing kidding me? Yes. Well, they all got a, I mean, they talked about that in the in the episode of where they got a, they had to be a buddy. Buddy yeah. Somebody like, oh buddy. God, who's this kid? Who's, who has to be the buddy to this one? Oh, well, and man. they talked about how the babies would have to sleep. Like the older girls mainly yeah. Yeah. were the caregivers and the babies would have to sleep with them, sleep in the bed with them. Yeah. As 11 and 12 years old. Yeah, No, thank you. No. And all you're doing is that you're training the next generation Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. subservient victims. Right. That's what you're doing. Right. So, um, you're just perpetuating that the whole victimology, the whole, uh, authority figures and, and all of that. Yeah. So, um, they were a big part into IBLP, the, um, Institute for basic Basic life Life principles, principles. uh, by, by Bill Gothard, who was never married, never married, never had children, never had children Well, that we know of, um, that, well, that's fair (laughs) enough. None that he claimed. Yeah, that's fair enough. (laughs) Hey, um, oddly enough, a single male leader of a religious organization that never married or never had kids, um, he had problems with ladies. Uh, so surprise, no one. 
I think. And when they were like, hey, uh, he maybe touched girls inappropriately. Uh, yeah, no duh. Look yeah. at yeah. him. Have him look at well, him. Well, and he, you know, the the fact that he didn't, never married and didn't have kids is such a shock because he uh, pushed the quiverful ideology right. so hard. I mean, to the point where people who, who couldn't have kids right. or did, also didn't marry wondered about their salvation, wondered if they yep. were even going to be able to make it to heaven right this is where kind of like the extent of my like really the documentary is the extent of my knowledge so (laughs) tell us a little bit about what it was like being in that environment and like even going to camp and which camps did you go to and what was that like we basically just went to it was a prerequisite for our christian school every year the high school had to go through it in order to be a part of the curriculum and so we would go to arenas and we would fill out for like multiple days at a time and we would fill out that big red book that you saw actually on the documentary and we would fill out that book and try to sleep through most of it because it was pretty boring but um I just remember sleeping a lot, <laughs> but I'd wake up and try to fill in the, the blanks of from my friends. So, um, so you were you were in high, you were high school age, so yes. probably like fourteen, fifteen, yep. mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Yes, and you didn't you were not homeschooled. We were not homeschooled. I went, went to, to a, a Christian, Christian school. school. My mom and dad had a Christian school that I attended. Did did they use the wisdom books? Not in the school. Okay, it was just something we went to, you know, on an annual basis as just a part of the curriculum. So, okay. And I didn't grow up in the Bill Gothard, you know, religion or cult or anything like that. Okay. But I, I, what we did grow up in was very, very similar. Okay. Um, and so you went uh, for for multiple years, three or four years, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. You filled out the big red book. Explain explain that for people who may have not seen the documentary. So the big red book is basically in the arena. They would put up, you know, um, the fill in the blanks from the book and you just filled it in as they did the, you know, the session. Oh, the session. Okay. So, um, it was, so it was, was it seen as like a, like a, like a church camp? No. Okay. It was more like a seminar, like a conference. Yeah. Like a conference. Just a couple of days. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Yeah. So it was like a choir, the fire, but nothing cool. Correct. (laughs) Got it. I Not one thing. No cool, no no. cool bands or, Singing, who who did the did they have music? Never, no, no music, no, no music. music, no. Oh, okay, okay. It was very dry, very seminar mm-hmm. feeling. You just know. just a teaching, yeah, just a teaching. Interesting for sure. So uh, some of Bill Gothard's teaching. Uh, so a lot of it, I, I found out today I, when I was over at my parents' house getting. Um, insulted for my hair i did ask them <laughs> i was telling them what we were going to talk about tonight uh or i was telling my mom and she said that she and and dad had attended some of the seminars mm-hmm. i think it was it was very it's kind of a big wave of yeah you know christians that are and mom goes <clears throat> uh, yeah your dad loved them and i was like <laughs> awesome um yeah that because because <clears throat> when i think of the exact bill gothard couple I think of your parents. Right. Like, That's exactly I, who comes to Andrea's mind. Because Andrea's mom it has that same sweet demure. <laughs> so where just, I get it from. Yeah, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Golly. Wow. Okay. This is getting really deep no, in here. No, listen, I, when I was watching this, and I, because I wondered, I didn't know. It, didn't, it never infiltrated my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even remember ever hearing the name Bill Gothard until I watched this actually i didn't before right before i watched the documentary and i saw twitter like that's literally the first time i remember hearing it and so i was thinking as i watched it before knowing that my 
parents ever attended a single one, I thought, I'm really thankful for my mom because uh, no doubt she, if, if anyone had tried to bring that into wherever we were, I think she would have been like, uh, nah, uh, nah. Yeah. Like I just knowing her, she's not. Our yeah. Being Dang it. That out. Andrea. <laughs> I know I'm not allowed to say it's that. It's your own mom. Just say, just my mom. God, we, we have gone 177 episodes and never said her name. <laughs> Here we go. And, and now I got to bleep it out. That's cool. You've had to bleep it out a couple of times. That's fair. That's funny. I will say being raised, I mean, like going to that conference, it was never really weird for us because that's kind of the life we lived. Yeah. It was very fear-based, very authoritative, very um, structured. Ever, the leadership told you what to do, what to believe, mm-hmm. what to think, what to wear, where to go, where not to go, what you what right. were you were, what you were not allowed to do. And so it that just was a reinforcement exactly. for us. Yeah. It wasn't anything new to us. We were like, wow, this is really amazing. Mm-hmm. This was just a reinforcement to what we were kind of already living right well and in listening to some of the clips of him and it even talks about uh the umbrella principle which i've seen that circling around facebook for years but yeah. a lot of people share it because mm-hmm. the the there is some very basic level of truth sure. in some of what he says right i think he takes it to a place that's yeah unhealthy and and crosses over from truth to all right well untruth let me just ask okay basic umbrella principle what are your thoughts y'all's thoughts on that in general because i've got i've got real strong feelings about it but i want (laughs) to i want to know what your thoughts are well i i mean i'll say this i i think that um, authority and God ordained authority is horribly misunderstood and um, misused in Christian circles a lot. I do think that there's a place for authority. I remember having a conversation with um, with our pastor actually a few years ago uh, about an incident and about some uh, someone who was kind of bucking the system and and did not want to come under the pastoral authority that he was offering. Yeah. And I said, the truth is a lot of people misunderstand authority and mm-hmm. they think they see it as oppression and it's not. It's true authority, true God-ordained authority is freedom. Yeah. And in and, and, and the case that we were discussing, it was a person that if, if this person had um, fallen into the authority that she was being presented with she wouldn't have been oppressed. She just would have had freedom to, to do what it was that she was supposed to be doing in the right way. Yeah. So um, just to clarify what the umbrella principle is, is that here is how authority goes. Okay. You have God at the top and under that is a man. Mm-hmm. Assi- assigned male at birth is a man. And then under, <laughs> to be clear these days under, under that is the wife. Mm hmm. And then under the wife are the kids. Right. Okay. And so the umbrella principle is that if the wife and the children will stay under the protection of the father, then um, then they'll be fine. But if they step outside of the protection of the father, they are opening themselves up to demonic attacks. That, that's yeah. the idea. Which that, I would love to insert right here. The way I grew up was yeah. that was all accurate. However... If a, if the woman woman cut her hair, yeah, it literally nullified the husband's salvation. Like if the woman cut her hair, 
she opened their home to all kinds of all demonic yeah. activity. That's right. That's right. And mm. so, um, so when you do that, you actually put holes in the umbrella that it protects. Gosh, you sound like Bill. And so, um, <clears throat> well, it's his first time with it. What are you talking about? Yeah, He's never heard any of this stuff before. And I believe in it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, how's so, that working out for you? Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I actually really do think that it, yeah. that, that, that there is something to this, okay? Sure. So here, here's the thing, okay? God is the head of, of everyone, okay? In a relationship, the man is the head of the household. He is the priest of the family. He is the responsible, the responsible one for everything else that happens, okay? It also means that it doesn't matter if it's his fault or not, he's still responsible, Okay, mm-hmm. so um, he is responsible to protect, to lead, to guide, to do all, provide all of those things. I do believe that. Okay, but that umbrella doesn't just point up; it also flips upside down. And when you do that, where is the husband? At the bottom. Mm. So when all the crap comes rolling mm-hmm. down, right. it all rolls down to him. Mm-hmm. It all collects there because it's not just the responsibility and it's not just the privilege of leading. It's also right. the responsibility of dealing with all the crap that comes along mm-hmm. with it. That's good. And so, so there, there, there is that we've talked about on the show, the difference between fault and responsibility before we don't need to get into all of that. I will also say gentlemen that might be listening, pod listeners that are out there that are listening. Um, you are leading your family. You're either leading them well or leading them poorly. There are times when you are leading them so poorly that the wife has to step in for the sake of the family mm-hmm. and actually be the priest of the family, mm. actually be the prophetess of the family, actually be the queen of the family. You cannot always be prophet, priest, and king of your household. It just you're you're just not there's gonna be a down day. There's gonna be days whenever you screw up and your wife has to go in and pastor your kids. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that it's gonna work. Um and, and so understanding that she is not stepping outside of your authority, she's walking in the God-given authority that she has as a mom. Right. She's walking in the authority that she has as a wife. Yep. And, and as, a, as a child of God, because yeah. her, her authority, uh, speaking as a single woman, she also falls under that umbrella of God, and yeah. he can speak to her. And I think that's where Gothard went from he's got a basic foundation of truth and then he pushed it right over the line into yeah. untruth because it wasn't just that um, this is the right order of things. It was that anyone that was on the lower level had to um, do complete obedience, complete turnover, complete authority of their life to whoever was above them. Right. Then it became um abuse of authority yeah and you'd have these men these husbands and fathers who were abusing their authority that was originally god ordained yeah and then they turn it into something not right which i covered a little bit of that in my stories i mean i opened up a can of worms by doing those stories in, in a good in a good way i guess um but you know, one of the people had dropped a DM to me and said, you know, I would ask, I would get in trouble for asking questions about why we believed what we believed or why we did what we did. And she said, when I would go to my pastor and ask him, and I mean, this is, I've seen my own father when he pastored. So, you know, you would use the same scenarios and the same verbiage, but 
where they get them in these super fear-based denominations is she would go and ask, why do we not wear pants? Why do we not cut our hair? Why do we not wear makeup? Why do we not? Why are we not allowed to have TVs in our home? Why? That was another thing we weren't allowed to do. And so what would happen is that pastor would then say, listen, you're being insubordinate by asking yeah. these questions. Yeah. And so they would negate their their questions because they would get them at insubordinate. And everybody knows being insubordinate is a sin. Right. right. So they would just, you know. But by the way, most insubordinate dude you'll ever meet, that'd be Jesus. He was uh, <laughs> like, he, uh, he never, he never had a problem with a question. He yeah. never had a problem with a question. Can I, I, I want to say something else. I, because you, you mentioned something as a woman, this is this. Okay. I'm, I'm going to mansplain this to three ladies in the room. Um, as a woman, you are called by God at creation. You are not called by God once you get married or once you have <laughs> yeah. kids. You are right. called by God right. at creation. Mm-hmm. And so this whole thing of like, you know, it's a design of you are failing unless you are providing for your husband and subservient to your husband. And this whole idea of like submitting, and that means that you have to let go of your total will. That isn't... Dude, that's not what it says. Okay. It literally says elsewhere in the Bible, like submit one to another. Mm-hmm. I have to submit. You have to submit all of those things. Julie, you are leaning forward. Do you want to come over here and jump on this mic and say something? Yeah, I do. Oh, God. <laughs> come on. God help us. Come on. this. As somebody who was not raised in church, I find watching these, the series was really interesting to me because I realized being saved at 17 and then going straight into a Pentecostal charismatic church, how much those teachings had trickled down to where I was. Maybe you didn't know it was IBLP or you didn't hear of Bill Gothard, but you, those teachings had trickled and diluted down with not the foundation of where they came from. And so watching back, I was like, Oh yeah, I remember when I first heard about being, you know, ultra submissive and, like, why did I not question that at the time when I was a new believer? But mm-hmm. it had so influenced, you know, the denomination that we came out of being Church of God. You know, I think subconsciously we didn't even realize that that was the teaching that was going on probably, you know, in the years before I even came into mm-hmm. going to churches like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know when you started questioning it, but I'd like to go back to that. Time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you would actually. No, you would not. Oh gosh, could you imagine, Julie? As, no, you guys wouldn't make it. You um, guys wouldn't last. Yeah, we would. That's part of your. <laughs> oh yes, we would. That's part of your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's part. It's part. It's part of uh, what makes us such a power couple. Yeah. Sure. Well, and, and it's the same thing with my parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, listen, I would not be where I am today if it weren't for uh, like a, a, a brassy broad telling me to get my crap together. Yeah. Like seriously, I, we would still be living in the back of the van in Tennessee trying to be like trying to do music someplace or something. <laughs> I don't know. So the Duggar, little Duggar video is playing. Yeah. Or- in the background and for ambiance yeah for ambiance wow and i just noticed the signatures that she talked about jill talked about with Mm -hmm. the signatures that she signed it and didn't know what she was signing and to some people 
they would look at them like, you're a grown woman. You're a grown woman. You could have read it before you signed it. Why did you sign it? But I know going raised in the way I was raised is when your father asked you to do something, mm-hmm. he already okayed it. He already, right. you know, and so um, I see how she could have signed that very easily because growing up, our pastors were God. Yeah. They, they, they were, the, they the were our God, God to you. Yeah. And um, not that we worship them. Well, some people did probably, I mean, not that we necessarily worship them, but what they said, you just didn't question yeah. it. You just didn't. And they, they were God. So, um, and it was the same thing with our fathers. You know, I think our mm-hmm. fathers, I mean, I can't tell you how many times my father has stopped people. We came out of all of that when I was 16. Okay. So my dad was 50 years old at the time, which is a big deal for a 50 year old yeah. man to come out of something that drastic that's been taught to him his whole life. Um, but I, I've been with him on multiple occasions where he has, we've run into people uh, that he used to pastor and he literally with tears in his eyes crying mm-hmm. saying, listen, I am so sorry that wow. I held you to such a standard yeah. and that I, well, I mean, I had a text come in from a girl that said your dad literally told my dad to kick me out because I got pregnant before mm-hmm. we were married and, and didn't matter if I had food or shelter, she'll figure it out. And he, she's actually the one of the ones that uh, my dad did apologize to. He sought her out and apologized. Wow. And she said the, the apology years later didn't heal the wound necessarily, but it allowed me to start a relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's beautiful. And wow. so really I can't cool. tell you how many times my father has apologized to people he's just seen randomly just by saying, listen, I was only teaching what I knew. Yeah. And I want to apologize and share the true grace of God. Wow. Well, and I think that's that's what a lot of people misunderstand about authority. Um, because your dad now and, and then, you know, when he came out of it, all of a sudden it's flipped and he's now saying he he's taking on all of that, all of those arrows, I guess is mm-hmm. a good way of saying it. And, and that's what authority does. That's mm. what true authority. That's right. It says it, you, you can ask for forgiveness. You can apologize. Mm-hmm. You can admit when you were wrong and say, I've, I've got to fix this. And, um, and that's how authority and people operate within authority all of the time. Yeah. at your job, yeah. at your um, church, at your home, at, you know, all of these things, you you are operating within some sort of authority. Yeah. And um, which can be very abusive sometimes with pastors. Be. I'm going to have a friend that she, her pastor made her get up in front of all the church and apologize for cutting her hair. She had to stand up on a Saturday night and um, I'll be real careful with this story. However, when we left the um, denomination that we were in, um, a guy that a man that my dad looked up to like was his God as well. Um, just served this man for many, many years had written a book. And when we left that denomination, what's the name of the book? What's the name of the book? I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. I, don't, I don't even remember the name of the book, but what's I, the name of the guy? No, but I will <laughs> tell you this, this is a very powerful statement because when, when we came out of that denomination, a man that my dad looked up to and would serve like no other, had written a book and in this book it talked it had my mom and dad's name in the book of how proud he was of them and some mm. other couples that had uh, was a part of this situation and literally y'all i can i can close my eyes i was 16 when i saw it i can close my eyes and be there at that page 
It was a copy of the page of my mom and dad's name in the book scratched out Mm. from this man and said, this book is going to reprint. Wow. That he was no longer proud of them. And where did he go wrong? That they would leave the faith. Yeah, the faith. Um, Mm. Wow. So... We actually, on a side note, we did not tell my dad about that letter for three years. Oh, really? My mom intercepted it, um, and I hid it, mm-hmm. and wow. I didn't want my dad to ever, I knew that would crush him, yeah. and somehow, I didn't. I evidently didn't hide it well enough, he found it, and he read it three years later, but I am thankful that it was three years later that he had time to yeah. process mm-hmm. some of that. Sure. But um, yeah, I mean, that's a powerful statement when someone that you look up to that much yeah, and to say your name's being scratched out of this book because we're no longer proud of you. Man. Yeah. Most usually that just happens in like wills. Yeah. You know? Right. So um, I'll, I'll tell you like a th- true authority isn't an umbrella. It's a shield. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. That, that's the thing is that you you're the person who has to has to take the arrow you're Mm -hmm. that that like the idea of a quiverful like i i understand (laughs) you know get i listen i've seen idiocracy i understand how powerful it is to have a lot of kids and have them all think of one thing and how generations down the road it has electrolytes um by the way that's a great joke and if you don't know the movie (laughs) that's fine but for all the potterishners who do you're welcome i mean you have that many kids you have to have your rules have to be so i mean they have to be so staunch or you'll never That's right. get everybody to go in the same direction. I have two uh, kids that cannot think any more separate than, I mean, just getting two of them to agree. Well, the thing is, is that because you didn't do blanket time with them when they were toddlers. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. Where That's they would, so terrible. Literally, oh if gosh. you reach off the blanket, you get a spanking. That's crazy. Or if you reach, the, you reach for the toy. You reach for the toy. You get the it. toy that Michelle that, would tell them to bring. Yeah. Bring the toy, sit Absolutely it there, not. and they would set the baby down on on a blanket. And if they reach for the toy, they get their hand smacked with like a rod. Yeah, yeah. What in the world? Hey, also, anybody else? Uh, they they showed uh, this guy teaching people how to spank a kid and impress I them at the same time. Literally wanted to puke. <laughs> get all the way out. <laughs> that get all poor, the way out. That poor kid. Oh my gosh! Seriously, that kid. That, that kid. Uh, I would love to know where he is today. Mm-hmm. He has a podcast, and he's. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's called dropping I, sin. <laughs> get this, get get this, and Chris, Chris, and I have been talking about this all day. And uh, I'm sorry, that's a different, different thing. Okay, um, wow. Chris is walking out because Chris is walking. We talked about this all day. Um, so dinosaurs are uh, can't be a thing. Think about you this. Know, think. Th- think about this. Okay. Let me let me blow your mind for a minute. So anyway. Um, yeah, man, this uh, this documentary was very enlightening to a whole movement that influenced a mm-hmm. lot of people because they didn't know that the basics, because the basics, I mean, it's the basics, right? Right. Basic the life principles. Basic yeah. life principles, right? Uh, you and should at least have these teachings. Exactly. And so they they really did spread like wildfire throughout America with a lot, of, because of course, what pastor wouldn't hear this and be like, I can get my church to submit. And right. also I can get, I can get guys to come to church. Mm-hmm. That, hello. Yep. I can get guys to come to church. Okay. How do I do that? Because yeah, how do we do that? How, um, <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> You've got a boyfriend. There nope. it is. Okay. Here it is. Um, 
so let, let me just tell you yeah. if i if we still believed in arranged marriage i'd yeah. be married by now but well i grew up in the wrong family <laughs> apparently. apparently apparently i can arrange a marriage for you <laughs> you don't have anything to offer <laughs> I mean, um, like a dowry of sorts. Hey, screw you, dude. <laughs> That's what I mean. I've got a lot to offer. You don't have a dowry to offer. Um, it doesn't matter what you have. Well, I'm just saying, I can find a guy and arrange a thing if you want. Got a couple of goats. Okay. <laughs> Sell me for a couple of goats. Jeez. Oh, oh, I got a golden doodle. Yeah, it's fair. Okay, so um, where was I? No, but the idea of like, do we get men to come to church if we can get men to come to church, we can get men to tithe, we can get more money, you know, it's, and then it's becomes this whole other racket. And so, you know, yeah, people would buy into it. And then of course dads buy into it and they pass it on to their kids. And then, it's, and then if you have 20 kids, if you have six kids, if you have whatever, now you're perpetrating that into the next generation, the next generation, the next generation. I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's just, it's hard to like fight against with, you know, and then you have one dude sitting in a chapel in the middle of nowhere called, you know, Brennan Manning. And he writes the ragamuffin gospel talking about the gospel of grace. And it's Mm -hmm. like, uh, um, yeah, like, uh, Jesus loves you just the way you are. (laughs) And, you know, and he captures the heart of a rich Mullins and, Mm -hmm. you know, that whole thing. Anyway, so. Any other things like from the documentary that stood out to you all? I think it's interesting that he's talking right now about the fulfillment of a happy marriage. Yeah. Be- <laughs> oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, like like he knows what it is. And then uh, and because, again, never married, never, never had kids. Gets. And uh, and then also, like, it just takes away agency from the woman. And mm-hmm. let's Jesus, like, he, he gave he empowered women to, like, mm-hmm minister and mm-hmm. to talk to people and do all those things. Now, obviously they can't be preach or be pastors. Naturally. That's what the Bible says. There's nothing we can do about it. No reason to rehash any of that in this conversation. We had, we had a Dr. Marty on to talk. About, oh yes. Talk about I love it. I think ago. it was like episode 30. <laughs> something it. it was a long time. It's 140 ago. episodes ago. It. Well, I know for me growing up, a lot of it was the submission of the women. The rules were for the, they're still to this day for the women. Yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, I find it very interesting because, now in this the not the denomination um men are now allowed to have facial hair that's mm. no longer a sin mm. which they were not allowed to do they're also now allowed to wear shorts which they're oh, were wow. never allowed to do um gr- yeah um also a rule for the guys growing up was no hair on the collar or the ears yeah. if, if they had that then they were in rebellion yeah and now they're allowed to do that as well so there really are no more rules left for the guys whatsoever but the girls have Still, mm-hmm. you know, they're also allowed to have TVs now, mm. you know, which they yeah. weren't allowed to have TVs then. Um, so there's a lot of rules that. How else are you going to convince some... people over TV to give you money? Yeah. Um, so here's the other thing. Somehow the Bible has changed. Mm. You're, you're essentially subjugating women, right? Yeah. And then so you think that the opposite and you look at like a modern charismatic church and then you get the youth pastor that talks about their smoking hot wife. And what have they done? Yeah. They've literally subjugated their wife Correct. for the entire church. Now, now my wife should be seen as a sex symbol. Yeah. But if you lust, it's also, oh, that's also her fault. Yeah. Don't think it's, about my wife, however, made a post of them in, literally in their underwear exactly. saying, we did it. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, right. really? Yeah. Like, yeah. you want to think about my wife but, but doing if, it? Yeah. But if you, but if you think about that, 
your that's still not even your problem. That's her problem for making you think about it. Even though it's really my problem for making you think about it. Oh I my gosh, up in the first place. that is so true. And that and growing up, mm-hmm. that's that's literally what was told us. Yeah. Like, if you cause a man to sin, yeah. I mean, seriously, if someone's going to look at my ankles and you know sin, right? That that is definitely not my problem. <laughs> it's not on you. I that mean, is not on me. They tell a story about this girl who's like in this documentary about a girl that somebody walks in on and she has a knife to her own throat God. and it says the Bible says it's better to slit your own throat than to cause your brother to stumble mm. and and like the scripture got her to a point mm. of of feeling so guilty about the, it the misuse of the scripture yes got her to the point yes got her to that point that's yeah. a very very important distinction because it's all Thank about you. what it looks like yeah not all, what it really is right, right. absolutely hey um uh, I'm I, listen I'm not saying that women should dress scantily clad i'm not i'm not to me i still believe in modesty i still think we should pay attention to what we're doing thank you very much but it also is not uh anybody else's fault if i can't keep my hormones under control correct um also there was a there was a john uh john christ uh interview that he was doing Mm -hmm. about how when he went to rehab after everything that he he went in and started talking to his therapist about like his issues with lust and his therapist was like I'm sorry, you need to save that word and all of that for summer camp because that's not what we're doing here. We're dealing with your trauma and with your addictions and your addiction isn't lust. It's and starts naming things, wow. right? So it may you like you don't have a lust issue. You have an addiction issue. Mm. You have a uh, you have a pride issue where you think that you're better than women and they should do whatever you want. You have a pornography issue. You have you know the whatever that is, and we want to just kind of like house it in the okay frame of mm. like quote unquote lust. That's not that that's not what you have. Um, like th- these people don't have an issue with you're causing your brother to lust. No. It's not rebellion. You're fighting against their subjugation of you as a human being. Mm-hmm. And, and they can't have that because that upsets their power. So for them, you're challenging their power and their pride. Their sin isn't lust. Their sin is pride. Mm-hmm. And, and what, what they'll do is that they'll hide that in the fact that you're less than. Right. They won't ever say I'm more than. They'll just say you're, I'm, you, that, that, that you're less than, mm-hmm. you know? So this show. So... um because because the show is about the Duggars as well. Yeah. Let's let's talk about um the fact that uh Jill, who is the fourth born yeah. uh daughter, is uh on camera a lot. She's she kind of I don't know that she approached them, but they definitely had her involved, her and her husband Derek. Um and she said at the beginning um, that she's like, I, I want to be the one to tell my story. Mm-hmm. I don't want someone else to tell it. Um, so Jill was on there. And then also uh, Cousin Amy. Yeah, Cousin Amy. Come, cousin Amy and her husband were on there. Who was always portrayed like a harlot yes. on the show. Why? Because, yeah. I, yes, I have kissed a boy. Don't tell Uncle Jim Bob. <laughs> right, Goodness exactly. Gracious. And um, one thing I did learn that I, I, I didn't really watch the show a lot. Yeah. Um, when it was on, I probably caught an episode here or there, mm-hmm. but I did find it interesting in one of the interviews uh, that was aired of Michelle, she was talking about how she was not raised um, necessarily Christian and certainly not under Bill Gothard. Mm-hmm. And she was a cheerleader in high school and she wore, um, you know, all of that stuff. Yep. And and she talked about when she met 
Jim Bob that she had um, been a part of all that dating mess. Mm -hmm. And I I found that very interesting that um, uh, some of her history. I'm shocked that he even got entangled with her because she was a Well, she was cheerleader. She was hot. If I can just just break her. Uh, (laughs) Did you notice somebody that, you know, Jill kind of famously left another per, uh, mm-hmm. the, the kind of the family. Another person that kind of famously left was one of their daughters, Ginger. Ginger, yep. yeah. And Ginger was just like, "I'm not going to be on the show." They, yeah. And they approached her and said, "I want to mm-hmm. be. Would you like to be on the show?" She said, "No, I want to make sure that I'm in charge of what yeah. yep. the the messaging is." Smart girl. And I don't want it be edited in any kind of sort of way or anything else like that. So please buy my book. Yes. So uh, right. <laughs> she had already had a book, which I was really just surprised that she could write and read um, because they don't do a very good job of education. Yeah. Oh, right. no. No, um, education's not the Well, their top siblings are priority. teaching them. Yeah. I mean, it's, absolutely. Literally. Uh, it's like a, the, another show of similar nature. Was it Welcome to Plathville? And mm-hmm. you see these kids there that look like children of the corn. And they're oh, yeah, like all the blondes. They're, they're, some of them are just gorgeous. I mean, there's yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous kids. But then like you hear them talk and you're like, Bro, I think you have a fourth grade education. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. So, uh, but Ginger wrote a book, or somebody wrote a book, and Ginger approved it. So, <laughs> put her name on it. One of the two. Um, one uh, something else that they touched on so briefly right at the end of the last episode, mm-hmm. they talk about the Joshua Generation movement. Yeah. H- had either of you heard of this before? No, I hadn't either. Nope. It was slightly scary when I was watching that. I was watching the last of the episode today. Explain what that is, please. So the whole movement with the Joshua generation is that they wanted to raise up um, very conservative right wing um, Republican. And the reason I'm using all of this political language is because they wanted to send these people, these kids to um, like Ivy league educations. What was Mm -hmm. the one Patrick Henry, College, I, I think start was start me lying. I don't know. Um, I think this is the name of it that a lot of them went to, and then they wanted to put them in positions of political power. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, get them in the White House as interns, get them um, in the Senate, in the Congress, in local every state, seat, reg- every uh, seat, every seat of government. That you every could. seat of yeah. government, and the I highest, think, the highest thing, Supreme Court. If yes, you could Supreme get it, Court. If yes. you could be in the Supreme Court as a clerk or something along those mm-hmm. lines, yeah. And I mean, they had. They had people in place or probably still have people in and place. There was one senator that made it there. And then yeah. um, and Madison he, Cawthorn. Yes. I just watched it today. Please, please uh, do your own Google search on what a knucklehead this guy was oh because he kind of let the cat out of the bag on mm-hmm. some uh, lurid things that happened in D.C. Yeah. And he thought he was being cool about it. And it ended up not being a cool thing for him to do. So. Right. And and then they actually there was a 21 year old girl. Yeah, because that's all I can say. I'm like, 21, you're. I know you're technically an adult, but you're yeah. barely who made it to the a state Oklahoma State Senate. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. But in so. their whole point is they want to put them put them in these positions because they want them to start working from within the government yeah. to uh, to return America back to its rightful place as a Christian nation is how it was worded. Yeah. And that sounds great. Um, I would argue that America has never been a Christian nation. Mm-mm. It's not founded on Christian principles. I know we all want to believe that, but... <laughs> It's just not facts. sure that that's facts, bro. true. Facts, bro. Um, 
Bro, and I anyway. know pod listeners right now that are really bad at you. Oh, I know. They're, they're horribly mad. But yeah. you know what? We talked about Trump a couple years ago. And if they're still listening after that episode, <sighs> then. <laughs> hey, do you, do they get podcasts in prison? So, um, just saying. Oh, yeah, because he's about to. He's, listen, Trump ain't listening to Drop in Sunday. <laughs> uh, you don't. They, you don't know that? Hey. I feel pretty sure. You know, we do have that one listener in Singapore that we're pretty sure it just replaces caning as as, as oh, punishment. Oh yeah, they're definitely for, using this show yeah. as as a form of torture in yeah. Singapore. It's like what the what they used to do to people that they captured in the Taliban, where they would just play like death metal like at full volume. Like, Listen, You're to listening Seth. to Drop it's just, Sunday. It's just it's just Andrea. Gas pedals on the right. That's great. Okay, so uh, oh, and I had one more thing. Oh, go for it. Sorry. Um, personally, yeah. this was probably the most egregious thing that I saw. No, that can't say that because this is not true. There's lots of egregious. There's a lot of egregious dude, you're, things. Dude, I'm, no. I know. Okay. I know. I know. Okay. I was trying to be funny and then I was like, wait. That, no, don't be funny. Don't that be show funny. actually did have some really egregious things. things. This is not the most egregious. Because the real Joshua generation is probably what Joshua Duggar has been up right. to. So I'm just saying. Um, so, okay. So this is not the most egregious, okay, but I did, I did not appreciate this. Um, apparently Cabbage Patch dolls are cursed Yeah, and I am highly offended. Yeah. I still have my Cabbage Patch doll that I got when I was three. Her name is Elsa. She is not cursed. She is wonderful. And she's my child. Hey, for real. I just want to let you know, that's why everything has gone wrong. Anything because that has of Elsa, absolutely not. Anytime anything has gone wrong, there is a satanic devil worshiper yeah. that Elsa waited at the end wonderful. of the production line and put a satanic curse on each doll. Elsa's head still smells like the cabbage. Listen, you know, you, how, know. you know how that happens. You know how that happens. Tell me. Witchcraft, dude. Listen, maybe. I was allowed to have cabbage patch kids. Whoa. However, I will tell you because of the Bill Gother D jeans. <laughs> I was not allowed to have Barbie dolls. Oh, no. Barbies are... Well, no Barbie dolls. I also think that Barbie dolls are uh, are terrible. Are ter- like, Jill played with Barbies at some point, but, you know, it's little things like... Um, but I'm saying because of the Bill Gothard right. situation. Specifically because. Specifically, yeah. I, okay. I was not allowed to play with wow. Yeah, they talked about Barbies too, but Cabbage yeah. Patch is what I Cabbage, latched yeah. on to. Yeah. Listen, I, I had lots of Cabbage Patch. How do you think they'd feel about Garbage Pail Kids? Because Jonathan is or Brat dolls. really into Garbage Pail Kids. Brat dolls are demonic. <laughs> I'm hey, not a like, fan of brats. Like no, 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 no irony here at all. Brat's dolls are demonic. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they are the worst. You know, uh, we got to be careful with, uh, with with having a little girl. You know, I'm just, we're always super careful mm-hmm. about it. You know, the first time we watched Peter Pan uh, together, I was like, oh, we're not watching this show ever again. Like the old school Peter Pan. Because Tinkerbell has body dysmorphia. We learned this mm-hmm. in the first shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, women have to fight over Peter and you can't be friends. Women can't mm-hmm. be friends be- if there's a boy around. You just can't do that. It's just like all of these just negative, negative things that you just kind of forget. Also, there is a song in the original Peter Pan movie that is uh, What Make the Red Man Red. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not, it, it, it's, it's a racist song. It's just a full on racist song. It yeah. might as well be like song of the, not... 
I'm West really Song of the West. Really scared where you're going. Yeah. With yeah, yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> I was gonna say like a like yeah yeah yeah. But anyway, okay. So um, here here's the thing. Do I think that uh, Pod Rishners should watch this? I think I, th- I I think the sensitive nature of the show. Mm. You should you should be careful. However. Man, if you grew up anywhere near this, I think it's good to understand mm-hmm. where this came from. I, I, don't know. I mean, it's definitely a trigger. It triggered a lot of things in yeah. me in my head that I literally have gotten over and I'm past and all of those things. Yeah. But it definitely brought it up, you know, in my heart of like, first off, I was thankful to be delivered from yeah. all of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it did definitely. I mean, if you have serious trauma from this type of situation, it probably is not a good idea to watch it. My yeah. personal opinion. Yeah. Um, I, we will say there's a 16 plus rating on it. Okay. Uh, for um, foul language. Yeah. They don't bleep out curse words. They have, a, especially the last couple of episodes. Sometimes neither do we. <laughs> we always mean to. Um, they just slip by us. Uh, especially the last couple of episodes, they do a lot of interviews with people that have come out of that movement and some that were specifically very, very far up into um, and close to Bill Gothard himself and um, had a relationship with him uh, within the organization. And, and they are, they don't hold back. Mm -hmm. And so uh, foul language, violence, sexual content, all of that is contained in these four episodes. So just be aware of that. And so a lot of the, uh, especially the, the first Hillsong documentary series, um, it definitely had a uh, uh, an agenda, a point of view that yeah. it was coming from. Uh, this one d- also has yeah. an agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say though that it the agenda seemed to be to educate and not necessarily like. And mm-hmm. when you educate, the judgment kind of comes with it. Right. Like the first Hillsong documentary was very judgy. Yeah. Second Hillsong documentary less judgy, more kind of like you know informal informational yeah. very you know vanity fair did a great job we talked about that this seems more in, informational but all the information is bad yeah it is bad yeah. however i will say i think one of the things that this doc this this whole series did was it made christians in general look stupid it, it kind of made christians look yeah. dumb and behind you know behind the eight ball and so for that, I wasn't happy because it just made, if you're a Christian, then that's what you do. That's what you look like. That's right. what you, you know. Right. And um, so that I thought was kind of crappy. But, but also, are they wrong? A lot, man, there's a lot of people that are, they just hold true to this. Oh, for sure. 100%. Just, but they they capitalized on that and rode that donkey all the way. Yeah. It's, this is what my husband said, so I'm going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Then this is what my pastor said, this is what I'm going to listen to it. This is what the news channel that I like to watch said, so this is what I'm going to listen to. And it's just like it, we're seen as being a brainwashed people. Listen, my mom believes the Inquirer. Seriously, I, this is why I love your mom. Yeah, right. I mean, she'll come home and say something. You know, Joan Rivers is dead because such and such. Yeah, like because she's. I'm like, we're like, mom, where did you find that? She's like, it was, it was on the Sun. You know, yeah. when I was checking out. Yeah, like, mom. Does your uh, does your mom ever watch the uh, or read the Babylon Bee? Let's get into it. Let's get oh, into the bee. No, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! God asks Cindy to please stop bringing <laughs> that infernal tambourine to church. 
telling you what. Um, listen, I, I just want to say, uh, but I'll, I'll read the first little part of this article. It says, the Almighty God finally had enough and had to break some difficult news to a local churchgoer today as he sent word to a woman that she was no longer to, allowed to bring her tambourine to church. There might have been our own worship pastor. (laughs) There is, um, yeah, speaking prophetically. uh, I just want to say the Lord said, put that down. In the name of Jesus, just put it down. No, Cindy, put it down. Cindy. Uh, I I do miss a good tambourine. I was wishing for one the other day. Emphasis on good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, go with that. Yeah. So... This is one of my favorite tambourine stories. So um, when I was in, in college, I went to a Christian school and we had chapel services three times a week. And uh, the there was a contingency of people that decided that they were going to start bringing tambourines into chapel and playing tambourine <laughs> during worship at, at, a, at this Christian school. And he, and, and is it Julie? Uh, no, no. <laughs> and uh, um, she would be the shake. Yeah, she is the egg shaker is her thing. <laughs> So um, it, it became an issue in about two weeks. Like it became like it, it, it was it went from one person with a tambourine to 20 people with tambourines oh all playing with ribbons hanging off of them. the whole thing. And, uh, and, and none of them have rhythm. And, well, no, they all had rhythm. Different rhythms. No. Well, OK, um, <laughs> man, I I'm so glad my edit mode just kicked in anyway. So um, so. The president of the school got up before chapel service and said, uh, I just want to let everyone know that if you would like to join the worship team, uh, there is a sign-up sheet that is in the lobby, and you can sign up to audition for any instrument that you would like to play. Um, our, Our worship team plays on stage. They rehearse together. And what they bring is an offering to the Lord that they have put time in and developed. Um, Any instrument that is being played from the congregation is not honoring to them or to the rest of the congregation. We would not like for everyone to bring a trumpet and just start playing. (laughs) We don't want people to come in with their own guitars and sit in the back and play and because of that, we are also not going to have any other musical instruments, including tambourines. Oh, Lord. How, how expertly done was that? That was done very Good well. old Paul Kahn, Dr. <laughs> yeah. Paul Kahn, PKN. Uh, and so, um, so they got upset and everything, but they didn't play that day. And they all went and signed up to audition. And none of them. No, no, no. In a shocking <laughs> turn of events, not a single one of them made yeah. it because, onto the worship team. Because there, there was already a tambourine player. It was just part of the percussion. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's congas and tambourine and yeah. everything else. And, you know, it's not always appropriate. But anyway. It's so. not a that's true. That's true. It's not a fall semester at Lee University without a boycott, which is true. Uh, we we had lots of boycotts. All we right. uh, we had a lady at our church who, you know, also part of the percussion. It was not unusual to have a small set of chimes. Yeah, you know that a, perc- a 
Sure. A drummer would would play. She would go pull that out of the uh, drum booth and take it into the choir loft with her and then sit there and play it like a harp (laughs) during worship. Oh, my god! We finally had to ask her to stop doing that. Finally? You mean immediately? (laughs) Yeah. How many services? She would would do it. How many services went by before she would be asked to stop and then... She would do it again. Like yeah. she was, she it was wouldn't rebellious. happen for, at one service at our church. Yeah, no, 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 no. 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 <laughs> what, what? No, no, stop. I don't stop. Know, don't know what Put you're thinking, down. but you need to, you need yeah. to go. You need to go. Um, one of my <laughs> you, little things that, like, uh, like. I heard this story that uh, at our church there was uh, flags that we, we, everybody remembers when flags were popular. Oh, for sure. And everybody was waving flags. And uh, somebody was in the front of the church uh, on the, the sun kissed uh, orange carpet and uh, was waving a flag. And the flag uh, hit Pastor Dez no. in the face. No. And, uh, and, and it kind of took him off, uh, off, off guard. And then it came back around and he grabbed it and he pulled it down <laughs> and he said, That's enough. And that. <laughs> was the last time any flag was ever even like wow. flown very or kind. displayed. I don't know that I could have said that that nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he's a very... <laughs> well thought out. Yeah, very well thought out man. Very <laughs> meek man in the fact that... Uh, he, like, he, what? He was very deliberate, but what he said, he absolutely meant. All right, so tambourines. Cindy, put put the dang tambourine down. <laughs> oh, Inferno. God, not the beast! Not the beast! Hey, Andre, what's your not for me this week? Okay, so my not for me this week, people, I just, I, I need you to understand that the coffee that goes into lattes and cappuccinos and Americanos and all those things that you get at Starbucks and other coffee shops does not have an X anywhere in it. It is espresso. It is E-S-P-R-E-S-S-O, espresso. There's not an X in that word anywhere. This is just a PSA. I need you to know. Please stop calling it espresso. So you're not for me are people that say espresso. Yes. Okay. I understand. I love you. I still love you. Yeah. And that's why I'm teaching you that it's espresso. Espresso. There okay. is there is an S there, not e- an X. E- excellent. Excellent. Um uh, and I apologize, Stephanie. I know you've listened to every episode of our show so far. <laughs> so you knew this was coming. So you I knew did. this was coming. Um, every week we talk about one thing that's just not for me. It it, it can be mm. for someone else. It's just not. It's just not for me, right? Mm-hmm. So do you have anything that's not for you this week? I would say at home hair dye is oh. not for me. Wow. <laughs> I feel like shots, shots are fired maybe in this room. I don't wow. know. <laughs> Listen, I haven't dyed my hair at home since she started doing my hair. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Excellent. Um, wow. I, uh, but also at me. I don't know that I've ever had my hair dyed professionally, and that might be why it all fell out. I'm not going to. And I mean, yeah, I'm not even going to comment on that. Yeah, it's okay. Um, that might be my not for me. Some people bald gracefully, and uh, I am not doing that. It ha- it's not mm. it's not going well. It really just isn't, and 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 I feel bad. Um, no, this is my actual not for me okay. this week. Okay, um, I uh, I was in a uh, I was in Arkansas this week for a client lunch. And I'm sitting right there. up there with the Duggars. Um, no, not Northwest. I was in more of the Little Rock area, uh, closer, maybe even closer to Conway. And so, but I was in Little Rock, and um, and we're having uh, having a lunch and everything. And 
I was talking about how we're going on a cruise here in a couple couple weeks, and and I wanted to. I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight and trying to lose my gut. And the person that I'm talking to did this. <laughs> it was a straight. She she went from looking at my face to just look straight down at my gut, and I was like, oh, "You just looked at my." And I and and she's a client, and this is a very this is a great client. We I I I love this I love this office. <laughs> Um, this is the lady who bought me that chaos coordinator sign. Uh, she was like, you fixed all of our problems. You're our chaos, co- chaos coordinator. Um, and by the time I got home, it was on my front doorstep. That's it was fun. great. That's cool. But, um, but I was like, you just looked at my gut. She goes, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I was like, yes, you did. And I called her out and there was maybe 20 other people in the room. Oh, and gosh. then everyone else started looking at my gut and then I stood up and I was like, and I buttoned my jacket and like I buttoned both buttons of my jacket, which you're not supposed to do. And I'm like, what? Okay. Now everybody's looking at my gut. I'm going to go stand in the corner. And it was just the fact that like, like, I, I don't know. I, I wanted to be like eyes up here, ladies eyes up here. <laughs> hey, my <laughs> eyes are right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, now you know our lives. That's a show. <laughs> <laughs> But listen, our thoughts and opinions about this uh, the, this documentary or any of the things we talked about don't have to be the final word, dear listener. We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions about anything we talked about today. Andrea, how would someone do that? Hey, yes, you can let us know. We are at Dropping Sunday on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, and for every comment that you leave us, we donate money to a local charity or organization. That's how we uh, that's how we grow the show is by you guys telling other people about us. So please do that, share, uh, like, comment, do all the things. Yes, and tell a friend or a family member about the show. Um, I don't know, just go on their phone and subscribe for them so yes. that it automatically downloads. That looks really great for our numbers. It, it really does because we are going to have another show next week. Uh, until then, this is Seth. This is Andrea and Stephanie and this is Dropping Sunday. Okay, thanks babe. Yeah, we don't. Thanks. Hey, did did we talk about Stephanie's song? <gasps> Okay, uh, before we let anybody go, uh, let's also talk about uh, Stephanie. You had it pulled up in everything. I did. I had it, I had it pulled up. I, I, I announced you as Nashville recording artist. Uh, and so tell us a little bit about Who the- Who lives in uh, Fort Worth. It, well, it's okay. You're, you you know, recorded it. Where did you record it? Here in Fort Worth. Dang it. Okay. <laughs> Although, I, the, well, the music and the background vocals were in Nashville. So okay, there, you, there you, you go. go. There, Some of it there, was there, there you there go. There you go. So tell, tell, me about your, uh, tell me about your song, You're Not In This Alone. Yes, correct. So it's also produced by our pastor, which is pretty cool. Um, it's called You're Not In This Alone. I actually was sitting in a conference and heard it uh, sung by the one who wrote it. And... Um, fell in love with it and it's not really a song that I normally probably would have I'm not a real southern gospel type of singer and so we we uh, actually tried to make it a little more black gospel I don't know if our uh, producer did a pretty good job of that so yeah. um but um it's just a great song it's just a reminder that you know your might your world might be falling apart but let me remind you Jesus is for you and it's a great song yeah so um Go, it, it's available on all the things. All the things. All the things. And uh, I, what, this is what we'll play us out the rest of the episode with. And uh, so go download it. And uh, you guys are going to get to enjoy what we get to enjoy on a regular basis. And uh, yeah, check her out. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.
power key change. Okay, you ruined my, my awesome fade, and just for that, you know it comes next. Nope. Right? Oh, no, mm-hmm. no, yes. no. Yes, absolutely. Drop it low. Absolutely. Loves me. I'll be at the guess for show. I'll be in the number when the trumpet starts to blow. But tonight I gotta drop it low. Drop it low. Now, and see, you want to pretend like you're not dancing, but you have your hands in the air like you're Who out of wrote glow. this song? I don't, I'm, Sherman. Sherman. It's Sherman Showcase. Oh, God, don't you know Sherman? So okay, Nashville recording artist. <laughs> wow, don't, Sherman. Should, shouldn't you know these people? Not sure he recorded even. in Nashville, too. Not even. Oh, when you dirty wine, drop it, drop it for Jesus. We'll see you next week. Bye.